Check, check it out, check, check, check it out, episode 107. Time to get this going. This whole week's been a crazy week, man, but you know what, though? Biggest thing to come from is some inspiration and perspective. You feel me? That's what I got. R.P. Mama, man. Hold up, yo. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say, Willie? Yeah. Yeah. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Inspiration, man. This has been a big week. Special announcements on the way. We feeling good. First things first, we're gonna pay some respects, man. Mama, talk to him real quick. With one person, it's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person, and then inspires another person, and that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. And uh, I think that's our challenge as people is to uh, is to figure out how our story can impact others and motivate them in a way to create their own. Kobe, GG, all seven victims, it's for y'all, man, hold up. Time to get in my bag real quick, man. Tears went away, sorrow went away, it's time to pay respect and show love. Let's take it back, Fab, help us out, Fab. By the way, this is what we normally, this is not how we start the show. <laughs> this is not how we start the show. Hold up, what we say, Fab? People sleep on the freestyle. Not many people know about this freestyle. This is like one of them joints. This is after the 60 point game. Actually, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. RP Cole. I'm getting a little nice with this amateur DJing thing, yo. I'm starting to. Time to switch it up again. Whoa! Great show today. Like I told y'all, man. Past the tears, past the pain. It's a whole lot of inspiration. Whole lot of inspiration. We gotta get back to it, man. We got a great show in store. Great show in store, and I can't wait. Can't freaking wait, man. Oh, man. As I'm get the other record ready and then the tuck and ready to go, folks, what's going on? Welcome to a new episode of the Foresight Podcast. This your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, 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 and it's your boy Wills. It's a to the kazoo. And back to Arden, man. I'm really going to make this nickname thing work. This your boy Arden, a.k.a. OVO Flag, a.k.a. Old Town Flag, a.k.a. H Town Flag, a.k.a. Roadman Flag, a.k.a. Spritzer for two, man. I hope y'all doing good. We started doing that on the show Yo. last week, and it felt great. Spritzer for two. Spritzer for two, yeah, man. We are here. We are in the building. We are recording this on Saturday, February 1st, 2020, of course. Happy Black History Month to you. 
And congratulations on making it through January because holy crap, what a long month it was. Jesus freaking Christ, man. Indeed. Of course, make sure you're checking us out on social media at Pod. Make sure you are following along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube, medium.com slash at Foresight Rights, where myself and Taylor, because she's in the building, have been cooking up some articles, so check that out. Taylor just dropped a new one. I got a new one coming out, so making sure you check that out. And regardless if you're a first-time, multi-time, or last-time listener, thank you for checking us out. Fellas, how are we doing today? <clears throat> I'm good. Uh, <coughs> I'm uh, like doing a lot today. I'm trying to have my daughter's uh, little birthday. Okay, Which yeah, like, Nova turned two. Yeah, Happy birthday, you. Nova. Hey. Terrible twos on Happy, the way. The Gianna, yeah. Yeah, the Gianna, the Gigi is lit. But, she about um, to be special, boy. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just doing that today. Other than that, I've been good. Just working. I'm tired, though. I'm, like, really tired. I hear you on that, bro. Really, it really, really be like tired. that. It really be like that, man. AK, what about you? Man, uh, it's been, it's, you know, sort of a rough week I'm on front. Um, yeah, it's been like that for all of us. Yeah, you know, like, at the COVID shit. Um, yesterday, uh, R.I.P. to one of my bros, um, my, man Ju- my man Julian, he passed away. Yeah, <laughs> I, got you, I got you. So, like, uh, that, that was another thing. But aside from that, you know, uh, I think school started pretty much back up, uh, getting to the floor of things. Um, thankfully, it's my last semester. Yeah. So, only got really one class I got to be, like, in person for. And that's only like on a Monday or Wednesday. Other than that, I'm free, so I'm pretty much I'm pretty much chaos. I've, so it's been just a pretty rough week, but you know, keep pushing through, keep walking through it. Yeah, well, oh uh, nah, cause I mean, it was it wasn't like super rough for me, but my daughter's great grandfather. I don't know if y'all heard about that accident on Terrytown Road, where the guy got hit by a, like truck. That oh, was my daughter's that was my daughter's great granddad. So um, he passed away last week. I had to go to like a wake this week and the funeral was yesterday. I went to that. It was really sad. But yeah. other than that, I've been alright. Yeah, but everybody holding up though? Yeah, they good. Uh, my daughter's mom, she she was like out of it for a few days, but she's starting to like Come get back. back. Yeah, because I told her she gotta be there for like her mom and like mm-hmm. her grandmother. So you gotta be strong. But other than that, yeah, good. That's good, man. Yeah, this week was just Yeah, this week's probably like my toughest week. My daughter did a pacifier at the casket. It was what? crazy. She, you know, she's two. She don't know what's going on. Like, we sitting in front, front and she just was like getting frustrated. She's like, out of nowhere, no! It just throws the pacifier. <laughs> and it, she didn't mean to hit the casket, but it, it like went by the casket. That is insane. Yeah, I had to take her outside and play some baby shark on the phone for her. <laughs> to calm her down. <laughs> to calm her down real quick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this week was just like a very, uh, was a very trying week. Like it really was. It really was. You know, because besides just obviously the tragedy surrounding Kobe and his daughter and the other seven victims, this was like a frustrating week. Not frustrating, but trying to just like personally, like I, I realized that uh, this is gonna be a year where I think I'm just gonna deal with like a lot of transitions, you know? Especially with just like with work, just realizing like certain things I enjoy to do for work, if it doesn't add up at the end to, for me to get what I want, like I may have to put it on the side and really focus on just putting myself in a better financial situation. Cause for many years I was the guy who was able to make fun of others who had to work and do things they didn't want to do because I was able to do stuff that I loved. But 
all that love stuff don't pay the bills, yo. <laughs> <laughs> don't pay the bills. Trust me. And uh, yeah, I find myself really reflecting, just like what I'm gonna do for the spring, what I'm gonna do for the fall. It has nothing to do with my creative exploits. My creative exploits have been great, you know, between this, between writing, whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm all Gucci in that, but it's just like with work, with life, me wanting to have a job with an actual salary. <laughs> You know benefits you know something i can see myself projecting into you know I'm, I'm not too far away from 30 so i want to make sure i'm getting right and, and getting good but uh but other than that though your boy's holding up good your boy's holding up all right and uh you know i had I actually said yesterday on on instagram on our foresight story we had two special announce announcements first things first an idea that came up with a couple months ago is officially the life because in the building we have our first two interns for spring of 2024 side, man. Thank you guys for joining us. We got Skylar in the building. We got Layla in the building. Y'all helping us build. I would have gunshots, but. You still got gunshots. You still got gunshots. You still got gunshots. We got interns. We really appreciate you guys for coming through and joining us. Um, shout out to Manhattanville. Shout out to Harvey for talking with me since uh, December. Shout out to Vic for making this all happen, you know, for giving me the inspiration to go ahead and do this. And we're gonna be together. We have a lot of fun for these next few months, man. Thank you guys for contributing to our journey. The second announcement that I have, this is something that we've been really keeping under wraps because it's like a very fluid thing. But just to let you guys know, you guys know over the last year, we've really been building up, you know, going from just the podcast to really being a full-fetched company, the punch-in. Speaking of the punch-in, Will's punch-in episode, it's coming out within a couple of weeks with Scotty. Scotty tripping. That's coming out within a couple of weeks. I'm nervous. Uh, uh, no need. No need. The promo's gonna be fire. Gianni's gonna make sure that promo video's gonna be fire. I, mean, um, I did it. I'm just nervous. I, I don't know how I'm gonna look. Well, it is what it is now. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's next up to bat. <laughs> uh, but uh, but this, the announcement I want to share with you guys is this has been an idea that we've had under wraps for a while. But uh, just to let you guys know, this year. Beginning in March of 2020, because that's what we're trying to do, Foresight throughout this year will be having its own series of live performances. So you heard it here from the crew, yes, March sir. of 2020, throughout this year, we're launching our own series of live events, but it's going to be different. No disrespect to anybody else doing the whole event thing and the showcase thing. But we're going to take it back a bit. We're going to take it back to the essence where the artists who are performing for us are performing, live instrumentation, intimacy with the performance, um, engagement, crowd. If you're there and you spent your hard-earned money along the time coming to these shows, don't act too cool to wild out, yo. Enjoy yourself, catch a vibe, and March 2020, we're kicking the series off. We really want to shout out our main man, Jack, who just dropped a really dope project, Motions 2. Check that out. He is our selected first performer from this really really talented artist i'm gonna send you guys this project motions part two because it is incredible i'm telling you you guys are gonna love it when you hear it live and that's that more details will come out soon but that's to let y'all know four side we're jumping into the live event game and it's about to be curtains for y'all <laughs> but, uh, but uh but yeah just to start the show again we wanted to pay respect to kobe bryant his daughter Gigi, and the seven other victims of last sunday's um fatal Helicopter crash in Calabasas. Uh, I, for me, last Sunday was like a, it was like 
an example of highs and lows. Like last Sunday, I was hyped. I finally got the motherfucking Hot 97 footage. Yeah, I'm yeah. uploading that. I'm like, this is a look right here. You feel me? I'm getting sentimental, typing it all up and sharing. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that showed love on the Foresight page and my personal page. Get to my girl's house, be kicking it. She sees the interview, she's proud of me. I go on my freaking Twitter, first tweet I see in all caps. Oh, nah, Kobe dead? I'm like, excuse me? I should have laughed, but it actually came out. I said, excuse me? <laughs> what? Say, right? Yeah, <laughs> for real, because that's oh, how I shit. know somebody was saying it when it was tweeting it. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, nah, this is like some fake news, right? Fugazi. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, I ran into TMZ. And I know a lot of folks have different feelings about TMZ, but let me tell y'all something. TMZ really don't miss when it comes to reporting deaths. That's just what it is. You can say they miss on a lot of stuff, but TMZ shoots damn near 100% from the field when it comes to reporting deaths. And I remember I had a light moment later on, and I was talking to my girl about, like, of course, with the whole thing about the reporting deaths and stuff. I'm like, listen, if I ever get famous and TMZ tells you that I died, believe me, I died. Because <laughs> they don't miss. Like, they really don't miss. But to just bring it back to a serious note, um, the crash that captured the lives of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and, and seven others seems to be one that more and more was just more about bad decision making and, and flying through terrible conditions, you know, by the pilot. The pilot was, to his credit, a very experienced pilot that flew over 8,000 hours. But, um, but on that uh, fatal Sunday morning, very foggy in Calabasas in LA, flying too low, and it seems like they were only 20 to 30 feet away from clearing the last mountain that they uh, ultimately crashed in. Uh, so they're going hot. Yeah. Yeah, like they were going, that was part of it too. The air controls were saying like, hey man, like you're flying too low. You need to really just readjust how you're going. And then it had, unfortunately had a very like steep fall and it was trying to capture itself. It cleared two mountains and then it couldn't clear the third. Uh, Wells, where were you on Sunday when um, you discovered the news? Because this is definitely one of those events where it's like, you remember where you were. Yeah, You I remember what you were doing. I was, I was asleep. I think I woke up. Um, I was with my daughter because this is literally like two days after her great grandfather just passed. Yeah, right. You told us so, on Friday. Yeah, so I had my daughter because she couldn't really be around the family, mm. and uh, I like woke up and uh, I seen. I think my brother texted me. He's like literally in the next room, but this nigga texted me. He's like, "Yo, Kobe died." I'm like. I didn't even click on the text, so then I go to my group chat, and then I just see niggas like, nah, 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 this ain't true. So I'm like, whoa. Then I go to Twitter, then I see it there, yep. and I'm like, nah, this ain't true. So I'm going to Graham, and I'm looking, and I'm, I don't really see anything. And you say TMZ or whatever is 100%, but um, for some reason I don't be fucking with them. So I just yeah. didn't go to TMZ yeah. or whatever. Then I started seeing like people screenshot the TMZ report, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, nah, it's true. Yeah. And then, like, five minutes later, then they're like, oh, yeah, all... At first, they're saying, like, all his daughters is on it. And I'm like, yeah. nah, hell no. Then I had Rick Fox is on it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So Yeah, it was insane. And I'm man. like, yo, what the hell? And I'm telling my mom, my mom just like, nah, nah. She was like, I just was literally, like, watching Kobe uh, in an interview. And I'm like, that's what they're saying. And I'm like, Rick Fox, too. 
So I'm searching on Twitter and I'm like, nah, this shit's not true. And then I just couldn't believe it. Uh, first thing I did was like uh, call my bro, my bro Bucks, cause like we grew up together and he loves Kobe. So I know that like hit him mm-hmm. and he literally just lost his uncle mm-hmm. a week mm-hmm. before that. His uncle just died in Jamaica. So I hit him like, yo, this is true. The nigga was crying. He's like, uh, yeah, bro, da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, nah. So I'm just, I'm just sad, man. I'm, just, I don't know. It was just, it's still, I still don't believe it, and it's crazy. Like yeah, that night, yeah. um, I couldn't sleep for some reason. I couldn't sleep either. And then, bro. like, once I woke up, I did go to sleep, and then once I woke up to go to work, I'm like, nah, this shit ain't true. And then I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, not bro. true. And I keep going on. I'm like, yo, it can't be true. And like, still to this day, like, I can't believe it. Like last yeah, night, it hasn't watching this game, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm like, Kobe can't die, bro. Like, nah, he's not dead. It's like, I mean, the Nipsey shit was, uh, like, surprising too, and nobody could believe it. Mm. But this is just different. Like, yeah. you really can't believe Like, you don't want to believe it. Like, that's yeah. what it is. Like, you don't want to believe it. I was it. saying how, before I passed the day, like, because I remember I thought of Nipsey too, but I was just saying how it's just different for athletes. Because athletes, you really look at athletes, and you just go, yo, like, y'all supposed to, like, live forever. You know, like, athletes, yeah. we so used to them, like, it's like, you're not supposed to get old. Like, you're not supposed to live to 70, 80, 90. Like, with rappers, and, and obviously, don't take this the wrong way. Like, this is not saying, like, oh, not a surprise or Nipsey deserving to die. But it's like, we've seen rappers, for whatever reason, die at younger ages. Like, all musicians die at younger ages. Like, for whatever reason. It's like, you just accept that. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's terrible when it happens, but history set, shows that. Yeah. But for athletes it's like no like you're supposed to be here when we like 60 yeah and we're supposed to be able to brag about you to like the next generation uh, like that you know like you're supposed to be around like bill russell is around like yeah, those yeah, guys crazy. like i seen i mean not to like joke or anything but i seen a meme with uh damn what's son's name when he walked by james harden and he's like like, oh yeah, Josh, Josh Hart. Josh, yeah. Josh, yeah, Josh Hart. He was like, yeah, somebody like posted and said, uh, people in heaven walking by Kobe, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah, and saying how was he here before Magic Johnson? Yeah, like, that was one yesterday with uh, like it was a picture of Nipsey also it seems like being uh, in the club. No, I see, I see <laughs> that shit. <laughs> and, and the cashier was like, he was like, he was like Nipsey looking as if he saw Kobe. He was like, I know that ain't cuz. <laughs> Because sometimes you need a laugh for that shit, mm-hmm. man. Okay, what about you? And like, uh, well, just to add on to your point too, um, I think another thing like when it comes to Kobe, like he was always so like immortalized and like looked as more like kind of like a myth more than anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because I'm not gonna front. Yeah, like it's really like you, you, no matter how much you hate him, you just had to respect him. No, so yeah, you, and it's, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, no, but I, I used mm-hmm. to say that like because my my boy he like loves him, so I used to be like, yo, I hate this nigga. But I respect him so much because he's just so nice. But mm-hmm. like he was, because I just never was like a huge Lakers fan. That's what it was. But I'm sorry. You know. That's alright. Like for me, me, I, I was a Lakers fan, so it's just like it was crazy for me because I, I, the reason why I'm a Lakers fan is because of Kobe. I grew up a Kobe fan, you know, and all that shit. And like every time you saw him, it was like, oh nah, like he's untouchable. Like no matter what, fucked up finger on the shooting hand, yep. fucked up shoulder, fucked up knee, Achilles. fucked up back, like Achilles, he's still coming through, playing through all that shit and like winning, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you always just seen him as like a person like bigger than life, just bigger than basketball itself. Super um, exactly, and like for me, well, I think when I, when I first heard it, 
Um, my cousin just moved into a new crib, so like me and the family was hoping to move in. Um, at the time, my phone was dead, like, and I didn't have my charger with me, so like, I couldn't do anything. So uh, when we left, my mom was driving. My cousin calls my mom's phone. He's like, yo. And I pick it up. He's like, I'm telling her, like, oh, yeah, my mom's driving, whatever. He's like, you know, I want to talk to you. Did you hear what happened to Kobe? I'm like, nah. He's like, he's like, I don't know what happened, but it said there's something, it's like something happened to him. So like, I was like, you know what, let me just do something real quick. I'm going on Twitter on my mom's phone real quick, like log in, whatever. And then like the first thing I do when I send the homepage is like, oh, TNZ reports, Kobe Bryant dead. You know, so like that was just like surprising shit to see just like, you know, on the drive home. It, it was surprising to me, honestly. It's, like I said, it's not something that you would expect. He's just, the man is just larger than life and bigger than life. That's about it, honestly. But you know, I cried. I the man. And you know, another thing too with the Gigi shit is what I think is the part that really like yeah, that hurt me, me the most. It, it fucked me up because it's like yeah. that's the other day I was watching like highlights of her and like honestly to me like she was nice. She was nice, and I really fully believe that like she was like one of those people that like when she got into the WNBA, it's like gonna put the world on notice by yeah, being more recognition. She played just like Kobe. She did. Yeah, yo, she did. And it was like it was good. Days before that, I was just like saying like y'all hope. Cause my daughter's Mexican and black too. And I'm like, yo, I hope my daughter be nice like G. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she yo, was like really crazy. nice, bro. Like she was. That's why I think what made it even worse. Like, mm -hmm. cause like, cause it's like if Kobe would have. Like, I know this might sound nasty, but it's like if Kobe gotta die, it's like all right, Kobe gotta die. Like, in it. but if GGG was still there. Then like our hope and everything was like be able to go through her. her. She's yeah. like, yo, you really about to carry your dad's legacy? And she wanted that. Like there was a clip of Kobe, I think, in the interview. Yeah. I don't know if it was with Jimmy Fallon, whoever, Jimmy Kimmel, and he was saying how like fans would go up to him with Gigi right next to him, and they'll be like, oh, you need a boy to like carry your legacy, carry your legacy. And she would be like, oh no, like I got this. Like that. That's what f me up more. Cause I'm like. Of course, she would, in the aftermath, in the media aftermath, she would be devastated. She would be all that, and, and of course, but at yeah, some point, just based on how she was raised, you yeah. knew she would have used the field to be like, "Yo, I'm about to represent yeah, for my yeah. pops." She, she had that mamba mentality, yeah. and, and the that's like, about you know, it like that. Oh man. Yeah, and the great thing about it is, too, Kobe in an interview too. I just saw this the other day. It was like, like a lot of the things that, like, cause he's like, "Yo, y'all never see me play," cause she was young. She didn't really like fully understand at the time type yeah. of shit, right? So he's like, y'all never really seen him play. So like a lot of the mannerisms and things that he did as a player, mm -hmm. that like she just does this shit naturally. Like you yeah, know, him like tucking in, like the jersey, that type of shit. Style. Like he's, he's the fact that he said like, yo, like I'm teaching her like all this shit that it took me 20 years to learn, yeah. and she's learning it now. Like 12, I think she was like 12, 13 at the time, yeah. and she's learning it now. We got like a six year plan and everything, and like even like with all my skills, she's a lot more aggressive than mine was. Like the way he's like like hyping her up, building her up, he even you too. So I think that's that's just that's that's one of the things that hurts. Cause even honestly, even with you, I think Kobe would even want that too. Like God forbid, like the situation, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, "Yo, keep mm -hmm. me, let her live," type shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's rough. It is. I know he probably just like you can only imagine when you're knowing like the helicopter is like it's over. So you could just imagine what he's doing, like just grabbing her, holding. But that's the yeah, thing that's too, because I saw a lot of people say that on Sunday, like oh, I mean, cause like also like, well, if anything. Like they were holding each other and it wasn't like I was bothered by it, but when you read the reports, I don't think they had that moment. It was sudden. They're flying through fog. You can't see nothing when there's fog. And it seems like more than likely, it, it just happened. Like one yeah. second. Boom. Just like that. Like, yeah, you may know you're falling or whatever, but you're going crazy. through fog. So it's like, how can you project and know like, all right. This may be happening, this may be happening, 
it just seems like it was like very just sudden and quick. And it's like, I know folks want to have that thought and you, you can go ahead and have it. I'm not gonna I'm gonna be that. nasty and be <laughs> like, oh, you can't have it. But the reality is unfortunately, like it probably was really sudden. Like they probably wasn't able to see. Like I know there's some NBA players who looked at Kobe so much like a superhero. They was like, man, I thought Kobe jumped. They was like, I thought Kobe jumped from the helicopter. Yeah, somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody wrote, somebody wrote, somebody wrote my chat was like, yeah, he should have just jumped. Yeah, somebody that I mean, like, was really awesome. Like, yo, I thought okay. Kobe jumped. You know, he's I'm probably like, he injured. Superhero, he's probably waiting to say something. Nah, keep it on it. That does just that. Just, honestly, this is like a testament to show us how yeah. great of a man this nigga was. It's like that's how she McMahon survived a helicopter crash and not Kobe Bryant. Because he wasn't flying through no fog. It wasn't like that crazy. You yeah, feel right, me? Yeah. But uh, but you know, again, man, I think the biggest lesson before we wrap this up is I was really thinking about this more and more is I think with this event it's two things honestly and I remember I tweeted it the day after so Monday and I said our generation we're about to go through what the previous generations went through in regards to these massive life-changing deaths of celebrities like we're, this is our turn now because of course when it comes to death itself We've been going through that. Mall freaking school shootings, mall shootings, church shootings, synagogue shootings, a bunch of that. But in terms of like celebrity, like yo, you like changed my life type stuff. I'm like, it's unfortunately it's our turn. Like we're about to go through it. Like last couple years, we kind of been entering that Mac, Nipsey. Kobe to some of the younger fans, a X, a triple X, and those guys, Juice World. I'm like, we're starting to enter that era because I think about for like my parents, and even my grandparents. You live during those times, like the '40s and the '70s. Damn near everybody they was rocking with died suddenly, like crazy. Like Bob Marley and basketball, Len Bias. They saw presidents, world leaders get killed, like. Mad people, the 27 Club, all of that stuff happened. And unfortunately, I just think we're gonna go through that. And the last lesson was just understanding how in life, yo, we have to really appreciate the quality of our lives. Like so many of us, not so many of us, all of us on a daily basis, all day, every day, all we think about is just the quantity. Yo, how much money we making? How much money we spending? How many places I get to travel to? How many places? Uh, how many people I know? How many followers I got? Like we always think about the quantity and, and all that stuff. But we have to, if there's anything to take away from this tragic event, we need to start embracing more of the quality aspect of life. How are we living? What are our morals? Are we the best family member? Are we the best friend? Are we the best student? Are we the best creative? Are we the best whatever? So when it's time to go, it's like, this is what we left behind. And that's the thing that I've been taking solace in with Kobe, because it's like, Kobe was only here on this earth for 41 years. For the average human being who got the chance to watch him in the public, he was really here for us for half of that. Right, like, Wills, you, you, you 29, so you probably started seeing Kobe when he was seven or eight, when you were seven or eight. So you got 23 years with Kobe. I got a smooth 20. You got a smooth 15. So on average, we'll make that 20 some like 20 years. Yeah, I you, remember in sixth grade, I had an afro because I wanted to look like Kobe. Mm -hmm. I was growing it because I wanted braids like Iverson. Yeah. But then like 
through the process, I would just be like, yeah, I'm Kobe right now. Yeah, you know, you, know, you saw champion, you saw championship, you, know, <laughs> you saw championships and stuff. But uh, but yeah, man, I just think the quality of life. But before we move on, man, let me play this real quick. You feel me? I gotta, I gotta play this, man. I'm on free. Let me start with it. Oh, yeah. That's it. Oh, man. 2-4 my shit. Oh man. This shit was tough. I remember this, man. Listen to this shit like five times on my back. I learned how to play two records at the same time, G. I finally learned how to play two records at the same time. Let me get that game one, Kobe. Man. That shit, yo, we gonna miss a lot of that shit, man. We gonna miss a lot of that shit. Kobe, we love you. Gonna miss you and respect you. Same with Gigi and everybody else. Well, prayers to the families of everybody that was lost. Families, that's right. It's been a sobriety. Prayers to the uh, out of bellies. Prayers to the, uh, the chest, I think the chest face. Yeah. Uh, prayers to all of them, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Prayers to Shad. Prayers to the fans that were uh, famous. I love them. Kyrie, Melo. But to take it up a bit in terms of our spirits, uh, this was a very busy week for music. Uh, Not I, for me. I said uh, <laughs> this, it was busy for you. <laughs> Based off the one project you was oh, analyzing yeah. and listening to this entire time yeah. for the last 48 hours. Uh, I, I was saying, <laughs> I was saying how uh, this okay. was arguably, <laughs> this was arguably the best new music Friday in a while. So shout out to Russ for a really good project. Shout out to Key Glock, um, Tori and Fabio. We talk about you in a bit. Shout out to A Boogie hey. for the single. Hey, um, hey I'm blanking out on names, but Lil Wayne released his latest album, Funeral. Thursday night, um, well, not Thursday night. He released it at 3 freaking a.m. on no, Easter it, Standard Time. No, it, 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 it was on YouTube at 12 a.m. You wanna know what's crazy? Yeah. Wayne, that's some bull. Yeah, I went to sleep at like 11.40, woke up, it was like 12.13. I saw it wasn't on Apple Music, went back to sleep. And for some reason, God woke me up at 3.34, and I looked, it was there, and I didn't go to sleep, I just listened to it. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was like, oh shit. I was Hour like, what? You like, what? Listen to this shit, now I realize it's like, oh, four son. I was mad as hell. I was mad as hell at Wayne. I said, put that Bombay, whatever you're drinking down. <laughs> How you gonna listen at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? It's crazy because he put, he put 12 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, 3 a.m. Western, like for yeah. Uh, Pacific. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what, bro? Like, but maybe he got it mixed up. We might as well kick this I, I don't know, because like I said, on YouTube, it was on like, at 12 a.m. Oh, right. Yeah, so I don't know what happened. Well, Wells, mm. this is your moment. Yeah. Yes, sir, I'm here. Oh, uh, well. Wells, by the way, this the Lil Wayne fanatic. He's the Lil Wayne connoisseur. He is the Lil Wayne representative of the show. I'm kind of mad that we had to do this because his drink champs dropped on YouTube at 11. Yeah. I was literally waiting for it. I sent a picture <laughs> to my group chat and I was like, it's almost time. And it said 60 seconds left or whatever. And they're like, damn, nigga, you had the shit. <laughs> you had the alarm set. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And I was still watching it before I came. So now I got to go home. Rewind it and try to watch it before I start. Well, how we feeling? Did y'all give my prediction last week? Yeah, we said it on air. Okay, um, said it on air. 
Uh, was I right? I was right, right? Like he, he used some of the new flows. Like yeah, I said, elaborate. He had, elaborate. He had um, he had some new features on there. I was kind of uh, gas for the takeoff feature. That was nice. Uh, OT Genesis. I did not listen to Little Twist part. Oh, you hate Yeah, I didn't lie. <laughs> I still on Young Money. Why Wayne put him on the album? Like, Loyalty. I love Wayne, but nah, I'm good. Loyalty, I skipped his part bro. all the time. Um, Pay respects, goddamn, bro. Uh, I don't know who got who got dealing with this love affair. <laughs> who has better wordplay than Wayne? His wordplay still crazy. Uh, it was just good to me. Little twist on love affair. Um, you got that record. You got yeah, that record? That shit was kind of See? <laughs> 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 I ain't my shirt on. But, um, I'm going to say, like, the first half, I was really fucking with it. Um, the second half, the middle, um, it was okay. I ain't really like the joint with the dream. That's probably the only one I just don't care for. Um, everything else, it was cool. I wasn't. I wouldn't say it's, like, the best Wayne album. But scale of say, one through ten, what are you ranking it? Uh, scale of one through ten. Scale of I'm one through it, Danny Dimes. I'm gonna give What's it. A, I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give it an eight because uh, it was good, but I felt like it could have been just a little bit better. Maybe just a little bit uh, more features. I said mm -hmm. like I was expecting a little bit more to, uh, new people to be on it. Like I was gonna, I expected to see Trippy Red on it. Um, I expected to see Rich the Kid on it. I knew Lil Baby was gonna be on it, but I thought it would just be him and Lil Baby. Yeah. And, but I do he remember when it did go to the studio, Sean was there, so that was I guess nice that's surprise. when they recorded that um, joint. That was um, a nice surprise seeing Sean. Now. People was talking about Young Thug was probably gonna be on it because he said something in the yeah, interview yeah, about said, it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even get to that part in the interview yet, but I did see that clip. Uh, what I'm gonna say, like I fuck with Wayne, but I just felt like that was a little cat where he was saying like he respected Doug for uh, mm. the whole legacy thing. Cause yeah. I remember while that was happening, Wayne was like at shows talking about fuck whoever got who's ever naked on their cover. Ain't no barter six. Ain't no whoever's repping that. Fuck you. Da da da. He can't hide from his nigga Wills. Yeah. Remember everything. So family. I'm like, thanks, Phyllis. Can't change. I just remember that time and I remember, remember I told y'all the Barter yeah, 6, I was late yeah. to it because I'm such a Wayne fan yeah. that I didn't listen to the Barter 6, I'd be in my friend's car, they'd play the shit, I'm like, turn it off, I'll put headphones on, like, I'm not listening yeah, he, to he the was Barter serious. 6. He did that. I, I'm you, telling you, you dissing Wayne, I'm not fucking with you, bro, like, only nigga I'll probably listen to that diss Wayne is Pusha T, but I don't even care for him like that, he's nobody. But, um, <laughs> Fair. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was it was it was good. It could have been could have been a little better. I'm still listening to it, catching a lot of bars. Mm -hmm. My son is nice. I would say here's my thing. I'm gonna go. I thought it was a solid effort by Wayne. I I don't think the concerns of datedness exist yeah. on this, but it was still yeah. a little dated. It was a little dated more so from the production standpoint. Yeah, that. Some of the beats and the hooks, I'm like, Wayne's still living in 2014, buddy yo. But in terms of the flow, in terms of the execution, I mean, Wayne, again, that little funk Wayne had that we was worried about, that is way behind him now. Yeah. Way behind him. Yeah, because I know um, my group chat asked me my predictions and what I expected and shit too. I was like, damn, that sound like my podcast. <laughs> but, but um 
But yeah, I like honestly, I thought it was a solid effort. I would give it a seven out of ten. I think it was cohesive. My only beef, quote unquote, would be production still sounded a little dated. Um, the hook still sounded a little dated. I think Wayne could do more in terms of who he's letting produce for him. Mm -hmm. But uh, my only, my biggest beef really came from certain Lil Wayne fans on the timeline. And I'm gonna say that, say before passes to AK, because I'll touch on it after AK's done. I'm not appreciating a lot of you Wayne fans treating Wayne, t treating Wayne like it's a, like he's a charity case. I look all that. You don't. I'm talking on the timeline. <laughs> Look, we only put expectations aside for the Carter Five. That was a universally agreed to rule. We said we're happy with the Carter Five. That joint could be trash. We're happy it's here. The Carter Five is out, yo. Don't be hitting me with, I don't care if the funeral's mid, he's Wayne. No! Wayne is a GOAT. It's time to get back to judging him fair. Yeah. Don't hit me with the so charity case stuff. They do the same shit for Eminem, low key. I don't, I don't like when they do that too. Yeah, I don't like I even, when they do that too. I even too. said to people, I'm like, yeah, when they ask me, I'm like, yo, I expect this to be uh, more dated because I'm like, the Carter Five was a lot of like outdated like music on there. So I'm like, this is going to show you that Wayne is still Wayne. But there was some joints on there that I was kind of, I felt like it was dated. That I'm trying, I'm sorry, but to go back to the Young Thug joint, there was a song, I think the Not Me joint, he started off and he said, um, he said, Hold on, I got it right here. He said, put some money on my head, but you shoot and miss. But you know, karma is a bitch just like you a bitch. Thug's man shot at him and missed yeah. or whatever. So mm. I felt like yeah. he, he mm. talking about, I felt like he was talking mm. about thugs. So I'm I like, I did catch so I'm like, how you, how you uh, talking about, you fuck with Doug, but Learn a little bit then the song, <laughs> the song, you starting off the song talking about you shoot and miss, karma's a bitch, da da da, just like you a bitch. So I'm feeling like if he did piece it up with uh, then that that track Tech is dated. Wells Fargo in the case. Uh, and then the funeral is is a joint. He actually like I felt like there was gonna be a few dated joints on him because outdated joints because he did talk about the funeral like three years ago. He was like after the Carter Five, I'm dropping the funeral. So I felt like he had like a he had a fan. I feel it. I think for me, like my thing with it was uh. Honestly, it was the length. Like, it, it was a lot of songs. 24 songs. Yeah, 24 songs was a lot. Uh, 24 songs was a lot. Um, yeah, you asking a lot, Playboy. 24 yeah. All his albums is an hour and 15, though. Besides, like... Can you give me a smooth 15? No, I, I, will, I will say that, but I think like... No, 15 records. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not even going front. When I seen this shit at 3.30, I was like, God damn, man. <laughs> Oh, man, like, I was expecting at least. I was you know expecting. What, if we like, want to continue honoring. I, I'm like 15 people. If we want to continue honoring Kobe Wayne. Let's do eight minus twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. Let's get to sixteen. Yeah, but not like it was. Like it was. It was a decent album. Um, I liked a lot of the songs on there. Honestly, a lot of the songs I didn't like, like Mama Mia. Um, yeah, I felt like hated yeah, Mama like, Mama. like Mama Mia. I like, understood. He was trying to. He was trying that was to the only it. record I hated though. Yeah, but like the beat was nasty. I, I couldn't give it the beat. The beat was so nasty. Yeah. But uh, yeah, aside from that, being James with J Rock was fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not no, no, you know I fuck with that shit. I don't see but fuck with that shit. Uh, I, honestly, I fuck with a lot of the, a lot of the shit here. But at the same time, like like you guys said, like that piano, piano trap is kind of fire. Too. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's a lot of good shit. But again, a lot of, like the highs were high and the lows was like. I wouldn't yeah, call them lows, but nah, like my, my it was a drop off. Mama Mia was low, but Mama Mia was low. That was low. Yeah, yeah. like I'm saying, like those were low. Yeah, that was low. 
Yeah. But like, like he he's still spitting there. Like I think the thing with me, I think when he was doing mm-hmm. his little riff with Cash Money and shit, I don't think he was like spitting like to his best ability. Aside from maybe like the free uh, the free Wayne album. Yeah. Yeah, but I think this time now, like he's like, oh no, nah, he, he really ain't never really left like that. This nigga, he's back to form a little bit. So I fucked with that a lot. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. I was supposed to give it a score, like, y'all. 7.5. Yeah. Again, I think really, yeah, really solid effort by Wayne. Um, I gave it an 8. Keep it going. Uh, again, I just think production-wise, it could be better. And I just think Wayne fans, again, we're past the whole Carter 5 grace period. It is what it is. No yeah, I'm the biggest Wayne fan, so y'all niggas need to stop that. Yeah, stop with that charity. I feel like that's offensive. Though. Y'all niggas need to yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah. nice. Like, don't play with my Yeah, son. that's it's offensive. Fast. But, uh... Next on the docket, Tyler the Creator's comments post Grammys is win. He's um, right. He was. That's right. He He's was right. right. That, but uh, again, it was a loss for all of us because we said it. We said it was completely unfair that Tyler the Creator's Igor was in the rap category because that was clearly the best project. That was the best in the rap category. That should have been an album of the year category. We said it because it would have won album of the year. Igor was that great. Lil like Nas really, really, really record of the year too. By the way, facts. He was. He, he should have won record of the year. year you know, no boy should have won world album of the year. Yeah, you know, that's I was. But you know what? Like I, I fucked with Angelique uh, uh, Kajo. You know, shout out to my Africans. We all you're not here, so and, and she did give props to Burner Boy. So I had to rock. Shout out to him. Shout mm-hmm. out to him for that. But yeah, following Tyler's win at the Grammys, along with the standout performance because he won Best Rap Album, uh, he quoted. He basically was quoted talking about the Grammys and how he felt about it, and he said, uh, pretty much, while he's very grateful for his win. Um, he felt by Igor being categorized as a rap album was a backhanded compliment. And he went on to say, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's gen- uh, genre bending or that's anything they always put in a rap or urban category. Um, I don't like that urban word. It's just a politically correct way to say the N word to me. Um, when I hear that, I'm just like, why can't we be in pop? Half of me feels like the rap nomination was just a backhanded compliment. Like my little cousin okay, wants to play the game. game. Let's give him the unplugged controller so he can shut up and feel good about it. That's, That's what it feels analogy. like it did. It was a perfect analogy, and I will tell Tyler, man. If he grew up and realized that, he like that. was a hundred percent correct. This was this was like this was similar to what Drake spoke about years ago when they didn't put Hotline Bling in any like the pop categories in like. Yeah. These guys are clearly defining gen- uh, genres outside of rap. They're making clear-cut pop. They're making clear-cut R&B. They're making clear-cut whatever. Like, this fits the mold. And yet, you guys look at them and goes, oh, you're black. Sorry. <laughs> Best rap. Best pop. But whatever. And it's like, well, Tyler, Tyler really had a legitimate beef. He had a legitimate beef. He even said, this is not a rap album. Igor is not a rap album. I love Igor. <laughs> Igor was one of my top two most listened to projects according to my Apple Music statistics last year. I can't <laughs> remember. Stats said so. Yeah, stats. I can't remember. Analytics. <laughs> I can't remember a standout rap record from Igor. All of the best records I love from Igor were singing songs. Earthquake, I think. Igor's theme. Boy is a gun. Like, there was no bars on those records, like all but, melody. You feel me? It was my freaking Playboy Cardi elevating my soul, hearing him in the background of Earthquake. You feel me? 
So I totally agree with him. And that's really all I got to say yeah, on that. Uh, he, Ty was totally right. right. And I'm back to hating on the Grammys. So after Grammys, this is just for the one year. Old Town Flack had to pop out because Lil Nas X was nominated. So he was about to pop out and show out. But back to uh, uh, after the Grammys. Yeah, Back! They fucked up. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I just watched the Royal Rumble. You did watch it. Hey, shout out to my man. Yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to. Yo, that's crazy. Ed's really getting back. Yeah, that's crazy. That's where nah, yeah, but, no, but shout out to Ed because that nigga really <laughs> like, put his neck on the line again for, yo, just for us. Yeah. I kind of like to right check off the topic, so you do that again. That's getting me more facial to get to the next topic. I'm waiting for it too. I can't wait enough for my own. Yeah, that's going to have to be a new thing. Like, That's motivating me to get to the next topic. But yeah, hey, thank you guys so much for coming by. Next Saturday, we're back on. I'm going to, by Monday, confirm with you what you guys will be doing moving forward. And you, yes. So tell them, email it to me. Okay. Guys, have a great weekend. Okay. We have interns. Da 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 da. <laughs> and they're gonna work hard and not just get water. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that's honestly how we feel about it. Tyler's right. We're not rocking with the Grammys at all. Um, any last thoughts on it? Are we ready to talk about Mason Khalees versus Diddy and Pharrell in a tag team match for bad contracts? Yeah, we can yeah, easily talk about that. Uh, so, folks, in case. Contract on the pole match? Is that, that what we're doing? Yeah, it's a contract on the pole match. That is smart. Nah, that is dead ass smart, bro. Like, you're yeah. gonna see Mace trying to climb up and get both contracts, and Pharrell just hit him with a uh, drop kick off the ladder. Khalees hitting Pharrell with a, a Sunside, uh, a Sunset, uh, Sunset, uh, Khalees swears she's gonna be leader in this match. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I didn't even know because he did that until I seen you put the topic last night. I had to go uh, read it. Yeah, in case you didn't know, um, Mason Khalees, not together, but in their own situations, have come out and basically called out Diddy and Pharrell and the record labels that they were with at those times for bad contracts. I mean, obviously, when it comes to music, before I pass the AK, as I set up the table. When it comes to music, we are, we are all well aware of bad contracts. Artists whose careers are stifled and paused because of a bad contract, because of a lack of ownership, because of the fact that they have to pay back so much more money than, uh, than they made. And this was a case. When it came to Mace, Mace called out Diddy, and I'm going to read through some of the biggest parts, not the entire thing. He goes, I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist and about how the artist must take back control. So I will be the first to take that initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do us as black people better, especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist. And to that, my response is if you want to see change, you can make the change today by starting with yourself. No uh, better, do better. Yep. And then later on, we see, uh, for example, you still got my publishing for 24 years ago, which you gave me 20000 that's bullshit. Yep. Which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with this horrendous business model. Uh, what was it? Again, I stood with you in the face of death without flinching and you still wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure that I was addressing this from a pure place and uh, not out of spite. I offered you $2 million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his biggest artist alive that always show you respect for giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was if I can match what the European guy offered him, that that would be the only way I can get it back. 
So that was Mr. Diddy, and then Khalees was talking about how, again, with the whole situation with Pharrell and them, around the time the whole milkshaving or the boys to the yard was out. Publishing, necessarily not the best contract. I'm gonna bring that up. But AK, as you was hearing about this, how did you feel? Um, let me just say this. Uh, I think what the 20K is kind of bullshit. But at the same time, Diddy and them are, Diddy and for all like really running you know, a label and shit. Uh, I, I don't, I, I put it more so on like Maze them for like not really getting the lawyers like that they needed to to understand their contracts pretty much. Mm -hmm. And in the case of like Maze, I think what you were saying earlier, I know a lot of times like when the artist career is stifled or stifling, whatever, I forgot to pronounce it. Um, pretty much, I don't think it's the case with Maze. With Maze, he just decided to like, I'm out of here. Like, mm -hmm. deuces, I'm out. You feel me? I don't think like his publishing was ever really a big idea or a big reason for why he's like, okay, I'm out the game like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I always do this. I'm sorry, guys. We talk over each other. I'm the most guilty. I feel like I feel like Nori. I mean, his model worked. But nah, yeah, Mace. Um, he he didn't leave because of that. I heard he left because he was like scared and shit. Yeah, the whole church thing and all that stuff. Yeah, actually, and then we could leave even. At least I don't think I don't think that's a situation with her again. Like, I, from what I heard, there's a lot of like behind the scenes shit where she's like pretty much not like the best person. She said she didn't with. realize that. She said she thought her joint was gonna be like 33, 33, 33 split. Yeah, yeah. I think right. Yeah, yeah. I have a yeah, quote. Right. So. Yeah, so my fault. But yeah. um, she said that, and then she said um, that she didn't really realize cause she wasn't seeing that money because she was just living off a of touring. Money. Yeah, so like, she was know, good. And when she did realize, she was like, oh, like, what's up with this? And then, like, oh, you signed it. She was like, oh, I was young, and yeah. I just listened to what y'all told me was going to be on it. Yeah, she shouldn't have done it. Like, yeah, and she shouldn't have done that. She should have been like, okay, yeah, but like, let me get this. Let me have my niggas look over it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, like, shit, shit, like shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I can't really put too much, like, stock in that shit for real, for real. And, like, even with the main shit, I'm pretty sure, like, the main's publishing is worth more than $2 million. Of like, course. Like, like well, you know what I mean? Like, like, like if, I, I, if I'm thinking, what, I'm understanding, like, What yeah. would be the number? What do you think? I mean, it's Harlem World, and then it's... Double Up? Yeah, like... How much are we talking, though? Like, five up, five million and up? I'm gonna go like seven or ten. Yeah, like around there, like around there, like around ten, like like around that area. I, I don't two million to me is like it's like nah, that's a little bit. I can't so understand Mace Diddy offered, like Mace offered that number. Yeah, but I, but I understand Diddy but being Diddy like yo, you got a match. Yeah. yeah, like you got a match because this nigga's giving me more because I'm pretty sure with Diddy he's like yo. Yeah, we I, have like, we, I don't know how Diddy might be feeling about him or this situation, but yeah, like yeah. honestly, if it was me, I understand like hey yo fam, I understand it's your shit. It's two million. At the same time, there's other nigga here is like offering me more. I mean, like you, you could probably make come up with a deal, some sort like, yo, keep behind it, I'll give it to you for less, cause like you know we really did help build a yeah, like, bad boy up. Still in my time. Yeah, but he's still doing bad shit though, cause man niggas though the last always complaining about this shit. Yeah, uh, like French even said something in like one of his free. He fucks with Diddy, but he said something like that. Ciroc contract was like kind of bullshit. And yeah. One of his like latest freestyles, like in the, like towards the end of 2019. I forgot what song, I don't know if it was Welcome to the Party or something that he remixed, but he said something about this to rock contract was bullshit, but did he still my mans or whatever, da da da. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he did he still doing shit. Just to clarify what Khalees said. That's businessman shit. Like mm -hmm. that's how I see it as. Yeah. Just to clarify what Khalees said in general to that, it was uh 
I was told we were going to split the whole thing 33-33-33, which Wills just said, which we didn't do. Instead, she says she was blatantly lied to and tricked, pointing specifically to the Neptunes and their management and their lawyers and all that stuff. As a result, she says she made nothing from sales of her first two albums, which were produced by the Neptunes, but she did not notice for a few years because she was making money from touring, like Wills acknowledged. And just the fact that I wasn't poor felt like enough, she says. She sighs. Their argument is, well, you signed it. I'm like, yeah, I signed what I was told and I was too young and too st stupid to double check. I'm going to give her some bail here because we're talking 1999, 98 or whatever. So artists like Khalees at that time didn't have these stories and these resources of how to avoid a bad deal or yeah. what was happening in a bad deal. But I say all that to say, you know, if Pharrell and them did it, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, the music business is the music business. Exactly. Like, folks will do anything they can to back. help you while also benefiting themselves. Probably doing most to benefit themselves more than they are to help you, yeah. but they're down to help you. Yeah. But I will say that to say, for a lot of you artists today, you guys are having a million and five stories come out like this. And for the artists today that are telling me, or telling us, the public, about these bad deals, more and more, I'm not feeling as bad because there's just too many examples yeah, of a bad deal. For example, Wayne, Wayne he was the, he's the GOAT or whatever, and you see how he started complaining. Like, bro, it's just certain shit. Like, I, I speak to Johnny Tay about this shit all the time. Like, we not ever going to, like, do no shit like that. I just sign our lives away. Niggas is going to read the contracts over at least 20 times before you even put a signature on a contract because... It's so many examples, like even, like us growing up, like 2005 when I was listening to the radio, the locks coming at Diddy and shit like that. Like, it's just so much people that have that has been through this, and it's just like all these young, like with the Uzi shit. I've never really felt bad for Uzi. I mean, I did after a while, but it's just like I'm like, bro, like you were part of this new generation. Like you should have like you guys you have way too many yeah, like, like y'all can't just be hype. Like it just to sign something just to get something. And uh, Steve Stout actually was talking about that in his uh, recent Breakfast Club interview. I got to finish it. It was actually good. And he was talking about like how a lot of artists, they just see like, oh, what I'm going to get now. Mm -hmm. And they just be hyped to sign it because they come from nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they just see that money and was like, oh, fuck it, I'm rich or whatever. But not knowing what they're really signing for. And then they're basically kind of signing their life away or, or they basically not really gonna make no money after they get that first advance type shit unless when you you're an artist when you're an artist and you start getting some bread just know two hundred and fifty thousand ain't no real bread no. let's just keep it up two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. ain't no real bread especially when a lot of that money is uh you gotta reimburse it exactly. and a lot of times you gotta split that money with taxes agents anything else and funding yourself like yeah. Labels and a lot of these people, or back when, when folks were stupid enough to sign with production companies or sign to just a producer, it, it's funny because I remember- This was uh, my bad uh, to cut you off, but that's kind of like what happened to Mainstreet, because he signed like with the Bad Boy Publishing Company mm -hmm. and like the Bad Boy record label, so it's just like, y'all fucked on both Yeah, it, it's funny because I remember I think back to my bro Vic, man, like <clears throat> Vic was doing like the YouTube covers and he was hitting it out the park with the YouTube covers. I remember he had, uh, certain producers like well-known producers i kid you not and folks trying to sign them and this is back when we were like 19 and 20 and i barely knew what i like know now and i remember saying like 
Bro, that doesn't look good. Like, that yeah. looks mad shady. You decided to one person. You're not signing to, like, an organization Bro, where there's more resources, more tools. I'm like, nah, don't do it. And I, and I knew that just off the strength of that. Not even what I know now. Yeah, I had some dude try to, try to get us to, when we first started Small Circle and we was, like, booming or whatever, like, that one summer, some dude was trying to make our logo or whatever. And um, he had like a whole contract. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, John, Johnny Price is in the building. Once Johnny, again. Johnny, Johnny, this shit like uh, damn, nigga. But yeah, uh, I think it was me, Johnny, and his manager, uh, Janae. Shout out to her. We had went and met with dude, and um, like he was like showing us a logo, or whatever. But he was trying to sound so like upscale. He's like, oh, it's not even a logo. It's like a emblem or some shit. Like, mm -hmm. like you know how. Uh, Rolls Royce got the, the joint, the Bentley emblem. It's gonna be like an emblem, like trying to sell us or whatever, da da da. Mm -hmm. And talking about like this logo. So I'm like, okay, the whole like bullshit us, bro, for literally like an hour before we even saw this shit. So we're like, yo, can we see it? Da da da, can we see it? He's like, yeah, but uh, if y'all use this, I'm gonna need y'all to sign a contract or whatever. I know y'all not gonna make nothing now, but in the future, like if y'all use this, I'm gonna need like a percentage or something, da da da. So I'm like, nah, this is funny. So we're, we were kind of good off of it. And then um, then to even show us, he made he made us sign something just to show us what it would look like in case we like try to steal it or whatever. Yeah. Da, da, da. So I'm like, okay, this is bullshit or whatever. So yeah. uh, we signed that just to see it. And the shit wasn't even all that. Yeah. It was trash. Like he bullshit us for an hour to show us some whack some ass emblem or whatever. Yeah. And then he Tell like tried emblem, to, he like tried to butter us up and like he sent a box to the studio with a bunch of like <laughs> small circle like jackets, hats or whatever. With the emblem never, on it? Yeah, hey, shit like salute. that. We, we, never used it. With we the never emblems. used it. I'll take some jackets. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I'm not gonna lie, we took some of the shit and like the way he, whatever machine he used, we was like ripping the logo. <laughs> and just using it, I'm sorry if he's listening, I'm sorry. There's no, there's no hard feelings, like no yeah. no disrespect. I can see what he's it's doing. It's just, we just like, yeah. that shit wasn't, it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't yeah, it. It wasn't like, no disrespect. Yeah. Like it just, what it just, he, what he was trying to do to protect himself is common, but the way he went about it. Yeah, it, it was just, funny. it was like kind of wrong. Like I, I understood what he like, don't yeah. get me wrong. It's like the right thing to do. You do what you gotta do. Yeah. But the way you was coming at us or whatever, and like the way we we kind of knew you for a while, and like you always fucked with us genuinely, so it was just like uh, for you to come out of nowhere and just like, oh, we gotta sign a contract for you creating something we didn't even ask you to do. You blatantly like did that and hit us up and told us you had something for us. Then when we get there, it's like contract signing and stuff like, and we had to just fall. Like no disrespect to son, like I fucked with, like I, I haven't seen him in a while, but like. It's all love. I don't have beef with nobody, but that was just business. Yeah. It wasn't good. It happens. Business is business. But hey, how we feel about uh Tory Lanez? Bring Can't look at mommy. Yeah, bring back that real rap. You feel me? Like he was saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How we feel? Tory low key remind me of the game in the sense that he didn't look Anything that any niggas kind of like, yeah, yo, fuck, yeah. and, and fuck, and fuck it up. Like, not, not in the bad way, but in the good way. Yeah. Like, that shit was good. Like, it don't, not gonna front, like, not to dish your man, it don't seem like he be on some culture vulture shit. Like, how they yeah. just call Drake a culture vulture. Tory the culture vulture? No, I'm saying, no. now people call Drake a culture vulture because, like, if Drake was to do this, yeah. oh, Drake is a culture vulture, yeah. he's biting Fabio flow, da da da. But if yeah. Tory does it, they're both from Canada. They both like basically do the same shit. Yeah, I told the most. Yeah, and 
it's honestly the skin color. Mm. It's the skin color. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna say that. Cause if, if Tori was white and black and looked like Drake's. Well, they need to come to class shit. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, I understand that fully. But this shit was tough though. Yeah, nah, this shit. Like, like this nigga told you snap. No, five year old bitch be snapping, snapping. Uh, like even a lot of new niggas too. Like Apollo L. I, I don't put out to that nigga recently. Yeah, smooth out, smooth out, smooth out, smooth out. Apollo the song. Smooth out. Uh, that shit tough. Smooth out, fire like. Another night at SOB. Ah, that shit tough. Get on stage real quick. Hit him. Hey. I had to hit the show yesterday, last week with it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. a tough. <laughs> yeah. Real. Living the shit with uh, the Casim- I think they, I think they had some joint with Casanova. They had another joint with uh, I don't know if Fabi uh, released a joint with uh, Rich the Kid. Yeah. They did that one. That shit was tough too. Fabi Fab- are blowing up. I'm happy. Yeah. That's that's good. Like you shot in New York. You still out here. Yeah, that's dope. Hey, I thought I thought this was a solid record. Yeah, it was dope. Oh, I got. And shout out to Tori because he said he he edited the video himself and the video was fire. Who, Tori? Yeah. He oh, yeah, that he, he said, I think it's shot by like Majid Jordan or some shit. And, oh, he shot it and edited it. Yeah. yeah. But that's fire. That's I fire. That. Salute to him. Hold on, Majid Jordan directed the shit. Tori on his Tori on his Jim Jones shit. Oh, Majid Jordan directed the Tori. Videos, oh, that's tough. producing, yeah, that's tough. rapping, that's tough. folks know. It's like a little Jim Jones right there. You know what I'm saying? Folks That's know. Up. Folks know. And, uh, hey, I want to say shout out real quick to Division. They had a nice article written about them and uh, at Billboard. That was really nice. That was a nice write-up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Roy, of course. Gotta be that. Bro. New record and all that. But, uh, yeah. No record wasn't all that. I keep it 100. I'm just happy to release something. Nah, I mean, I, I know he's been trying to cook up. Yo, Roy, uh, you're my nigga, man. But let's just have a discussion with you, too, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, you're the young boy, but... You're not yeah, that 19-year-old yeah, no more. You're 23 now. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 where's the like, where's the shit you did on? Uh, what's, what's that? That's that first joint. He did something in the moonlight. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, about. whatever, like something down. Whatever that shit was, yeah. man. Like, I think you need a little bit of love. Yeah. I know that's not the record, but that's not the record. But you know what I mean? That's not the record. Same album, yeah. yeah. Like you like we need something, bro. Like you know, like go and big up yourself. Some, 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 some shit, man. Like you, you having something. I'm not, I'm not too happy with the releases as of late. Did the division got someone to talk? Who else? Yeah. I want to say shout out to 070 Shake once again. I still have to listen to the body of work. But niggas keep saying that shit for Y'all sleep. If y'all haven't checked out 070 Shake, she got something for y'all. I'm gonna make up Shake. Def Jam got one. When I'm done with the funeral. Def Jam, of course you are. <laughs> he might not never be done <laughs> with the funeral. But I also want to say, uh, I had another shout out. Did I give her the shout out last week? Oh, yeah. I know I talked about how I was at uh, Chinese Kitties SOB show, and a lot of them popped out. Ether, Fresher, Fabio, and yeah, everybody else. Yeah, last week. Yeah, shout out Fresher. to. Uh, I probably mispronounced his name. No, no, oh, no. Okay. He just. I, I seen. I think I seen a clip of him from like uh, Love and Hip Hop or something. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just made me think of that. But uh, also shout out to, to the Chinese Kitties. She had, she had some records on that mixtape that she was performing that I checked out after. I was like, hey, it's pretty alright. Not too bad. Shout out to the homie Shot Boogie. Uh, season 2 of High 97, Little Boy Live. Hey. Just kicked off this week. Shout, shout out. Him. Yo, shout out. I'm going to have to pull back up back to the building. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Live in effect. That's what we're going to have to do. But yeah, yeah, man. That's the episode for today. Episode 107. Thank you guys for listening, of course. Again, check us out on social media at Forside Pod. Make sure you're checking us out on all available streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Check out our writing, by the way. 
uh, medium.com slash at foresight rights, you know, long live Mamba, long live Gigi, long live the other seven victims of that thing. Big remember, sense. start remembering life is also about the quality and how you live it, not just the quantity and all that stuff, man. You already know, OVO flag, Old Town flag, H Town flag. Uh, Roadman flag, spritzer for two, <laughs> and uh, and at spritzer for two, I always say, free the guys up top, free the guys down low. You already know how we rocking, man. I'll uh, 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 uh. talk to you next time. And good.